I don't constantly want to be that woke black person that is always talking about, uh, you know, black history and our struggles and our problems. But I often find people forget our trials and tribulations and our ancestors' past, our past, our history, and and not just history in America, but our history from the beginning of time, since we got there, since we were on the continent of Africa. Now, we are. I'm I'm not going to claim Africa because again, I've never been to Africa. I've, I never lived in Africa, so I can't speak on anything. But we do have roots. They're the start of, of what I am came from there. So I still kind of have, you know, a soft spot in my heart. But it's never, you know, like there's no patriotism. There's no loyalty beyond knowing that 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 was my start you know like the house that you were born in but then you move to a different house and a different area and then you get raised and you're now born into something different like that's not that's the house you may have been born into but this is the house you lived I, I, I hate that I have to always act the part of the aggressor or the angry stereotypical black person or the um, the guy that is a buzzkill with everything you know I don't want to do that job I just want peace I just want to go home after doing my job that I, I don't despise make enough money to where I, I can do activities outside of work and enjoy my vacations and spend quality time with my kids and significant other you know I don't want to struggle I don't want to be angry I don't want to pick up a pick uh, a protesting sign and, and talk about everything that I despise and dislike that's not fun to me and that's not fun to a lot of people but you can tell that it's important because it's not, you can't just not do it. Oh, well, just because you don't like to do something doesn't mean it should, uh, it means that it still has to be done. If it still has to be done, it still has to be done. It's irritating, to say the least. You know, when other kids were riding their bikes and, and you know, just listening to music and, and growing up like regular kids, I was always studying, I was always trying to comprehend why my life always felt in tatters, why I was scared to do things, why I was told I couldn't do specific things, and why others were told that they could do those, what made me different. And I was always looking for a past that never seemed to be quite there. You know, and I, I didn't like that necessarily. It's, it's, I didn't like to be that different. You know, I wanted to to enjoy life like they did, but it was just not a possibility for me. You know, I had to get educated because otherwise I would die when they could have been, they were blissfully ignorant. You know, you get a luxury to be ignorant to things. You get a luxury to be 
ignorant to poverty, to homelessness, to uh, sexual abuse. If you if you get those luxuries, to not have those things growing up, not have those things affect you in in such a huge, large scale, to be a a majority of your your childhood and your youth, then you're a lucky person. You should take that as a blessing and understand where other people are coming from. You know, it's it's not that I sit here and think I'm above anyone else, but I do know that I studied and I, I trained and I, I I fought and I lived it. So that's why I'm angry that I'm still having to fight. I still have to explain. I still have to struggle like my ancestors did. You know, waking up every day and thinking, all black history in America, all it ever seems to be is struggle and pain and, and disrespect and mistreatment. And, and even when you get the, the positive, the semi-positive, it's always treated like it's a sideshow. It's like when a rapper becomes a rapper, he, you know, owns his own business, you know, buys expensive rooms and all this and that. They, they still talk down to him like he's a comedy show like he you know like ah oh, just just stay a rapper that's all you can be you know you're you're not a real job you're a rapper they treat uh, like Frank Sinatra like, like he's he's a king oh when he sung he actually sung with the heart and soul but you know this rap that's that's just degenerate music they always talked about you know they made fun of our culture our styles our things and still equipped it and still used it and not only white people but I've noticed that Indian people Mexican people even some black people made fun of black people and what makes them like coons for it is their criticisms were higher than their contributions the level of disrespect that we've gotten, we, we can't do anything. There's always a criticism. There's always a mass wave of criticism, but then you see them take what our style that they just criticized, flip it and turn it into their own and make a profit out of it. And then turn around with such hypocrisy. Like they didn't just do that. And when we do it to them, it seems that we're we're now the aggressor. Now we're always angry. We're always bitter. We're always paranoid. People steal millions of dollars, billions probably, and in profits and materials in Africa. You know, if you think go back to Africa, that was the most frustrating thing I've ever heard as a kid. Go back to Africa. I remember it was this uh, white child that said that to me and I, I remember saying why you guys are in Africa too and apparently you're killing us because uh, I just recently read about that apartheid at the time didn't like even in Africa we're, we're treated as second-class citizens in the, the supposed continent that we're from how, how are we, where are we supposed to go? 
in Madagascar they built resorts and in Jamaica they built resorts and lands and and have these great commercials but then you go into the actual place where all the black people are see you see the the Chinese and the um, and the white and the you know like the people with money you see them you see the British and they live in resorts they're in resorts it's, it's a beautiful time white sandy beaches everything's clean everything's nice everything's furnished you know staff's all friendly they, they you know you can make racial remarks and they, they don't seem to be you know bothered by it one bit but then you go into the actual island you go to the actual uh, residence and, and you see the people the real people not the fake things that they show you at the resort and those people are struggling and those people are not I'm not saying miserably, but they're not like that. They they don't tolerate you just walking all over them. It's not some fantasy. You're paying for fantasy, but then when you walk into reality, you, you notice what you're taking from those people. And those people don't. It's not that uh, when you pay the resort, it goes into the actual island and the nation. No, it go it goes into someone else's pocket, and the only people that seem to suffer. Or the are the poor, or the uneducated, or the black people that are forced, that are angry, that are bitter, and wonder why they are so violent. You treat a man like a dog, and then get, and then decide to put him down when he bites you. You you starve a man, and wonder why. He jumps at it when you when he's finally presented with food. Why can't he eat civilized? I don't understand where this random fantasy came. It's like people forget humans are very ugly. And in that ugliness, it's very beautiful. In that ugliness, I'll say it like this. When we cry, we don't cry like in the movies, you know, with those single tears and, and our, our makeup is, is just still on and and the lipstick is still wonderful and the guy is just like like one single tear and he, he's staring lovingly and caressing no we don't cry like that I've never cried like that and really meant to cry like like when I cry and I mean real pain real emotion my face squinches up like scrunches up like I just sucked on a lemon it's gross not dripping down my nose, hitting my mustache, I'm getting in my mouth sometimes, like, depending on how hard I cry, how, how, you know, just tears and eye boogers and, and just babbling, it's just, uh, 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 it's just slob, <laughs> because, it, like, if I'm crying like that, you know I'm really emotional, it's, it's, I mean, that's everything I have, you know, we, we see in the movies, like, when they kiss or when they wake up, and it's like, oh, yeah, no, they're still handsome and beautiful. Like, man, that morning breath. You know, you're, you're acting like these people are, are beautiful 24-7. We, we're getting fed a fantasy, and then we're shocked when we see reality. You know, like, like oh, well... You know, and even when we see poor people in movies, we see poor people who are beautiful. We see poor people who are, are positive and poor people who, who've had it bad but still have a good heart. 
and it's it's not realistic. You know, for we we it was once said that everyone who uh, every villain believes they are the hero in their own story, and that is true. In that perspective, they might be the hero in their own story. There's a concept called yin and yang. For like, there is nothing in this world that is completely good. There's nothing in this world that is completely bad. There's a little bit of evil, a little bit of good in all of us. That's what keeps the balance, and that's true. I've always believed that, because if something is pure. It cannot be in the human world. If something was purely good, it's like if you dropped a drop of blood in a cup of water. You know for a fact that that blood is not all the water. But you wouldn't drink it because you know it's tainted by that blood. It's But, you know, at, at the same with vice versa, you know, if, if there's a cup of blood and you drop a drop of water in it, you're not going to say, like, like, you still know that's mainly blood. So, a little bit, it, it might not seem a difference, but you know that it's not the pure thing. There is nothing pure in this human world. There are things that come close to it and things that we we always reach for it, always reach for perfect, always reach for it like it is there and it can be obtained. Because uh, even I, as a human, I could say that there's nothing in this world perfect, but then who am I to say there isn't? There is or isn't, who am I? Maybe there is. So everything's kind of like relative. Someone's like, all there isn't, and then someone rebuttals, it is. That's all it can be, at least. Usually those two debates, those two questions. And then, you know, the gray that comes into the middle of it, I guess. Alright, I know that sounds weird and, and babbling, but there's importance to that, to what I just said. Back to what I was saying earlier, though. I'm tired of always seeming like I'm the aggressor when I am the victim. You cut me and then wonder why I'm so hostile to anyone and everyone around me. Black people always get get the short end of the stick. They always get beaten. And then when they finally fed up and attack everyone around them, they're portrayed as monsters. No... At, at no point does anyone give us the human concept. It seems like we have to die for people to finally acknowledge the pain we go through. And it happens every time. The Civil War. The Civil War, now people, this, this is what I hate the most. I don't care if you're a father, grandfather, or whatever, your your great great grandfather I know like there's no way your father served in <laughs> at that time at the Civil War. But I don't care what relative you had that served in the Union and the Confederacy. 
I don't care. Because that war made no sense. That whole thing made no sense. And it wasn't a favor or a gift to black people. That was like a slap in the face. That's like someone saying, I, I'm going to make this concept. I'm going to make this restaurant. Make you work in my restaurant. Then I'm going to break the dishes. And then I'm going to then pay the bill to get those uh, dishes fixed but still blame you for the fact I broke those dishes. The whole thing was started by, uh, by America, by white people. By white people, it was just by white people. This wasn't about black people. And you can't say black people caused this, escalated this, did anything. Black people were just trying to be free. Nothing at that time you could have used to say black people were, were any evil. Now, there, there might have not been good black people at that time, but literally no rights means there's there's no, there's nothing that you can say. Black people would just get killed on anything. They, you could just get executed for coughing too much if the slave master wishes it. So, it doesn't matter. You... Black people had nothing. And then we, we're beaten, tired. We just want to be free. We don't have a place to go back to. We were never taught for years. And this isn't just like, like uh, it happened for a couple of years and then it stopped. No, this was generations, generations of, of stories and, and separations and, and lost names and lost feelings and in losing your wives and your husbands and spirits and souls that are never be at rest. What about all the land that the slaves worked on? The promises of the acres that we worked on? You know? Somebody's name probably right now as we speak had profited from slavery and that family is probably still wealthy because of it. Having knowledge, having the, those those starting, those upkeeps. You know, like think about it like English royalty. They pass it down to their kin. So it's not like finances and profits just get erased as soon as you're born. They're passed down. So where did all that money go? Where did everything go? We ignore that. We don't even talk about that. Like, oh, well, you know, it's in the past now. And black people are willing to ignore that. We're just like, we just want to be free. That's fine. But then even when we got that so-called freedom, we were still tormented. Jim Crow laws, abuse, harassment, getting killed by any means. And now anything can be justified. We lost the Black Wall Street. If anyone knows about that massacre, you know that there was nothing we could do. There was nothing to grow back. They destroyed it. And yeah, we won the case, but what did we earn? Names were burned. People were lost. People went missing, basically. There was no one you can really claim. And you can't claim ancestry unless you're 
you know for a fact that you're direct descendant. Money and wealth disappeared again, lost and burned. And how many times has that happened? Our, our wealth is built up and then burned and lost and then we can't grow and then we can't grow and then we can't grow and then now we're still struggling. We're on our hind legs. We're, we're our feet blistering, cut glass. And then you finally say, you know what, we're not, we're not gonna burn you anymore. Here's some shoes. Get back on your feet. Work with us. And then when we're trying to get our hind legs back up, we're trying to walk again, we're trying to recover, we're gonna be like, why aren't you walking fast enough? Why aren't you getting up? We're helping you. We're giving you money. Like, why, why aren't you working to repay us back? And, and, you know, just like, I know you had a hard time, but, you know, there's no point. You know, you have the same education. We have the same things right now. We have the same equal opportunities right now. So why aren't you standing up with those glass, with those parents who, you know, just barely learned how to read, who barely made it out of the education that clearly didn't teach our history or our struggles, that made us feel discriminated, that uh, the gerrymandering, the uh, racist agendas, the people that, you know, Reaganomics, because Reagan was racist. He said it himself, monkeys in suits. I don't know, you know, just, you know, you know, Nixon was laughing with him. Oh, but, you know, racism, racism can't exist, you know, in politics. You know, it, it didn't cause ripples and make ill judgments. How many people were still alive who were, was there for Reagan's presidency? There was a lot. I'm not saying there's a, a huge mass covering, but there's definitely people still alive, still able to talk about it. Definitely. Who, who can comprehend everything that happened. It wasn't so far in the distant past. Just levels of disrespect. The struggles that we keep facing. The lies we keep getting told. And, and where? We, we, we can't figure out. We can't go back. We can't go forward. We can't go to the side. We can't leave. We can't stay. We can't go anywhere. We're always being misplaced and wonder why black people are so paranoid. Why we're so scared. We, we turn on each other because we don't have anything. No one is, is safe, it feels. You know, it's easy to talk about black people being so uppity, so crazy. But when you can turn, when you can't turn a history book without seeing black people struggling every time there's and, and and the only thing you ever hear positive is even throughout the struggle they made such great innovations it's like you know like yeah how many ideas were taken from taken from a black person and then used 
that a white person or a, a different person. I'm not just saying white because like there's there's multiple instances of other races taking advantage, but white people in particular. We've been taken advantage of because of our our knowledge of our instincts of our you know gifts, and then told our gifts are not useful, not not relevant. But then, as soon as they can figure out the mechanics of our gifts, they try to take it. Now, people were always talking about how, um, you know, black women's butts and their lips and their hair and all this. And then Kim Kardashian comes around and, and she gets famous off it. I'm not disrespecting Kim. I don't really care. It's not about Kim in particular. It's about the fact the system that Kim used is the fact that people society tolerated that. Society just let that go. You know, we let a lot of things go. I let a lot of things go slide, you know, for the sake of peace. But then when I say I can't tolerate it anymore, I'm met with outrage and disrespect. And even, I, I, I think the worst is when people try to compromise with me. Try to hit me with a level of, okay, you know what? I'm not disagree to disagree. No. Some things are not up for debate. Human life is not up for debate. It's the same as with a pedophile. I don't I don't like when a 21-year-old is dating an 18-year-old. There's certain ages that I say don't work. Now, if a 21-year-old wants to date a 30-year-old, I say go ahead. That's fine. That that's a, cause at that point they are adult. They know what's going on. They know, uh, they get the gist of life. They've been around. They're not, they're not like the wisest. They're not always gonna make the best decisions. But they're definitely not kid. They're not just out of high school. They definitely been there. They have achieved and unlocked the last thing that they can in America. You know, alcohol. They're not dumb but an 18 year old if you said a year maybe even two they still have friends in high school they were they still all right, all their friends are still in high school now me as a 21 year old I have no more friends left in high school I literally don't know anyone else in that high school, you know, like that I personally met that I made not because of my sister, not just, they were in the high school the same time as me. I have no one like that. So I, I have friends who graduated from high school with me. I have friends who graduated the year after that, and even a few after that. But that's it. I have no more connection. And even when I was in high school, like if you think oh, I was all friends with the the freshmen, I was cool with freshmen, but I was never truly their friend. Not because I knew that they were doing their own thing. They had their own life to live 
and I was just trying to help them along, you know, show them positivity. But we weren't the same. It was just like we were growing up in two different ways. So I understand age difference. Even by a couple of years can show differences. You know, freshmen, when I was a senior, yeah, they they were born after 9-11. They were born before AR points. They were, they were born before switching over to different things, different rules, all these things. Like, yeah, I'm not saying I'm super old and super wise, but there's a difference and a noticeable difference. And that's all it needs to be, a noticeable difference. Yeah, I feel old just talking to my little sister because it's just like things that I don't get. I, I didn't know TikTok or Musical.ly. I didn't know Musical.ly was even a thing until I asked my sister what the heck Musical.ly was. And she was like, the thing before TikTok. I was like, TikTok? I was like, what happened to Vine? I know Vine died, but no, what happened to Instagram doing the thing? And, and just being so confused. I'm not saying that that it's not on me to to keep up. Uh, I, I I'm usually out of the loop with a lot of things, but I noticed as I start focusing as an adult, you know, I start talking to other people my age. They don't notice that either. It's because we're not as tight knit. Things don't spread as fast. Things are are just forgotten about or not as important. Social status is not the same. It's not measured the same way. You know, things that we would consider taboo or touche or well, taboo, um, you know, no longer phase us. Like sending naked pictures of yourself. When you're in high school, that's a huge no-no. You know, first of all, I don't want to see that. I didn't want to see that when I was in high school. I didn't want to see that. Yeah, I definitely don't want to see that out of high school. That's, man, I'm scared of even talking about that. That's FBI right there. But it's just like, no, like as an adult, like as a 21-year-old, no one cares if they see it. You know, like unless it's your boss or unless it's, it's like your close friend, you know, like if you've seen one, you've seen it a thousand times. You know, your body is no longer special. Like things that you thought were very special and precious are, are no longer you know drinking alcohol you know it was funny because it was restricted it, it was fun because you know you could get caught you can get in trouble it gave you an adrenaline boost but when you're 21 and you can just go in the beer section at any time pick out a beer and then go you know it, it just drinking just shows that you're you're just drinking there's nothing else to it. The constant feeling, uh, you know, I, I feel like that—that's what happens though, with uh, with gaps, with with different generations, with different ages, and it's like those noticeable differences. And turning it back to black ages and difference, you know, you know, like with with age groups. I noticed that the civil rights generation was a very, it was a mixture of 
boiling over to physical and but a lot more preaching now the civil rights movement did not end racism it just made civil rights not equal rights civil it made it it, it made the ability it did what it said the name set out to do civil it made sure so they couldn't beat us in the streets it made sure so they couldn't attack us and, and claim any crime anytime you know very publicly like if there is clear evidence but slowly over time it was just a mask because people would not record it people would not be able to tell it people would only express it during music and, and it was not it became more and more taboo but still done in secret this generation isn't complaining it's exposing the things that that will just let go it's just exposing the hypocrisy it's just pointing the camera it's saying there's a camera every time so now you know I might be stupid I might do dumb things but I know what I'm being lied to I know everything now they're trying to manipulate freedom of speech freedom of press they're trying to restrict our uh, our amendments the things that we were given and trying to say we're restricting them for your benefit for your safety for sa uh, the safety of others but if you if you're hurting people and you're then deciding to restrict them restrict your rights it's not saying that you don't have them but restrict them that's, that's saying that's just equal of saying you don't have rights if anyone at any time can restrict them because they feel like they want to restrict them and not give us a good reason that we agree with then that just says you don't have rights you know like uh, I read a comment one day um, it was about this black officer that arrested this white woman uh, for not wearing a mask and one of the people said <laughs> it's actually a, a rule that says you do you do not legally have to uh, follow uh, unlawful law you know uh, unlawful order and I sat there and laughed I was like only only someone who's not been arrested not been assaulted like that would even bring that up how many black people have been arrested unlawfully been stopped unlawfully been given orders that don't really make sense we're uh, not even a black incident. Remember that uh, that white male who was shot on top of the hotel floor, who was given all these confusing orders and just screaming he didn't want to die, and that cop murdered him in cold blood. You know those confusing orders. A man's pointing a gun at you, screaming at you, and you you don't know what you what to do. You're, you're trying to listen to the orders and someone's saying, I'm going to blast you and you're just like, you have him and you have him right then and there. You know, you're telling me not one person could have go, gone up to him, made sure he didn't move. Like, you, you have a full automatic weapon. Before you can even reach for a gun, he would have got blasted. He would have stayed right there and let you pat him down, take whatever 
there was a million ways to do it. And that was one of those cases where you knew you he had the opportunity not to do what he did. It wasn't a quick, uh, like, it wasn't a dark situation. It wasn't in a dark room. It wasn't a, a uh, life or death. Everybody, like, he, you know, like, what? Me, personally, I'm not going to say I know a police officer's job through and through. I don't know the stresses. I'm not going to claim everything. But it was just one of those cases where you can witness something and be like, why didn't you do it this way? What was the reason not to do it this way? And at the end of the day, it ended up not being what it was. It ended up that he could have, you know, not ended that man's life. And not only did he get fired, but he got rehired and got PTSD for killing him. And he's getting paid off our tax dollars for his mistake it was not necessary to do and that's what I mean like all every time the police kill somebody they pay a million dollars or whatever to the family but not not only do you, you never really hear from the family again they I'm pretty sure they have they they're giving a uh, they have to remain silent in certain aspects like hush money well, some money gets taken away, and that's tax dollars. That, that's not police money. That's not police funding. It doesn't come out of the police paycheck. It comes out of our taxes. So they kill someone, we pay it. That police is still on, on the board. You know, it, it, there's, you see police have all these violations and, and all these things against them. And, you know, we can't bring that against the police. You know, like, we got to, you know, request and keep requesting and, and talk to the right people. Instead of just like, hey, man, this guy has three strikes on him. And it seems like that's a red flag. He should get fired. No benefits. Black people are tired of trying to explain common sense. Common sense. It's not, we're not asking for anything outlandish. This is what I mean. A good cop does not care about wearing a camera 24-7. You know, like, he might care if somebody keeps nitpicking certain things, if he's, you know, like, constantly got to hear about, oh, you didn't twist the cap on your cop car's gasoline cap three times, like it says in the rules. Like, you know, he might be irritated. But a good cop at the end of the day knows that if he's not breaking the rules, he's he's has nothing to fear. But bad cops, they want to say it's an invasion of their privacy. They, they want to say it's, you know, it hinders their job and makes it stressful and makes it this, you know. You know, anyone can bring up anything at me at any time, basically. And that's the exact point. Think about a grocery store job. They got cameras on them all the time. There's always a camera on them, and they don't bat eyelash twice to it, because they know they're not going to steal from the job. They usually, and if they do, they know, you know, they they know the consequences to it. They were told. 
it's not a you know, other jobs too it's, it's not just one job but when you're when you're a public servant you serve the people your people come first you shouldn't have any problems with making sure that for comfort for people you shouldn't want to fight back with, with people just trying to add extra safety measures hey we've seen a problem we're not asking things out of the blue like okay you know what now cops gotta carry ladders everywhere just in case the tall place they can't reach we're not adding stupid rules that came out of nowhere we're adding things we keep seeing a long list of deaths we keep seeing a long list of questionable things questionable crimes very on the line of is this misconduct or is this a rightful act to do for an officer so we're asking the officers to to assist us in putting our nerves back together putting faith back into them because they lost trust and that's all we, we want we just want common sense laws we don't want hey you know like, like we ask if we ask a question and a million people ask that question it shouldn't go well you know it is what it is and then they can they keep the laws if the laws no longer make sense or the laws are no longer relevant or if a a system is not working and we try to reform it and it's still not working and it's time to just create a new one it's time to stop trying to repair broken things if if i kept trying to repair your broken phone you would keep getting mad at me you would just be like just buy a new phone for me you wouldn't be like you know what maybe the problem is just the phone Stop trying to make everything else the issue. Like, oh, it's just the case. Oh, it's the screen. Oh, it's it's the, it's the charger. Oh, it's the, you know, like, it's the color. It's, it's oh, I, I got the brightness on too much. Maybe it's just the phone. Maybe trying new things shouldn't be, you know, even test trials. That's why we have people. We have things. We have technology. Because sometimes you try something and it fails and sometimes you need to tweak it and sometimes you need to employ new things sometimes you just need to let other people take the will it's, it's like playing a video game it's like playing portal you keep thinking you do the same trick you did in the first stage you're not going to succeed in that game but if you try different things if you try thinking outside the box and doing new maneuvers or, or trying very simple things you know maybe make it less complicated make it so easy that the only way you're gonna fail is if you're if you're actively trying to defy it there is no reason that things should get this bad that things are this bad for no reason we have the ability to fix a lot of things we have the ability to do better. Pressure is not an uh, indication of hate. But holding yourself to a higher standard in certain jobs is not a crime. It's not 
saying and in being angry when you don't measure up is not a bad thing either if you can't measure up then leave you can't do your job leave because like a pilot or a doctor i don't need a doctor that doesn't he only sometimes knows what he's doing but in the stress he just can't handle i don't need a pilot under stress can't handle i don't need a firefighter under stress they can't handle If you can't do it anymore, it should be fine to back out. But it's don't get angry at me when I'm angry at you for being insufficient in your job. For not even employing new rules to aid in your job. When I ask you what can we do, what you know, you'd be like, do less crimes. I was like, I've never done a crime in my life. And I don't know anyone who's doing active crimes like that. But I will tell you this, criminals will just do criminal activity. So maybe instead of trying to tell criminals to stop being criminals, how about you tell police officers, you know, like, maybe you should look into laws that make people criminals. Like, is this a real legit thing to make someone a criminal for? Or is this something that you just like to have money against? Just think about it like that. I'll stop babbling right now. Getting a little tired.